as being a young woman, there's a certain power that you just intrinsically have mm-hmm. over men. Yeah. And you can feel it and you know it, you know exactly what that is. Yeah. That is going to go away. It, it, like in the movies, when they, when they show somebody turning into an invisible. Oh God, that is so depressing. That's what it feels like though. It feel, that's oh, what it feels God. like. So if you can't already tell from that clip, we aren't holding back in this episode. We're going to tell it like it is, and we're going to have fun doing it too. Today, we have a guest, an accomplished VP of marketing in her 50s, who will call Devin Moonbeam her pick for a pseudonym. We got to protect the innocent here. She's had a long career in the industry at both big industry players and smaller startups. She's going to tell us why getting older in tech really sucks for women. Hint, a lot of it has to do with looksism and a lack of representation of women at the top in leadership roles. But even so, she has gotten something out of even the worst experiences and built a killer career for herself. Her positive mentality and sense of self-worth is something we could all use, especially during this crazy tech layoff boom when a lot of us have to deal with job loss or fear of it. She'll suggest some great tips to help older employees reduce bias and avoid pitfalls when interviewing. And she'll tell you the one term that definitely needs to retire if you want to help yourself out here. She has a stark warning for employers who don't value experience. And some good news. She'll reveal why things are going to get a lot better for women and other diverse groups in tech over time. Finally, we'll clue you in on our cheeky startup idea that's going to change the game for older tech employees forever. DMs are open for VC and angel funding. You're listening to It Gets Late Early, a show about the experience of getting older in the tech industry. I'm your host, Maureen Wiley-Clough. Let's dive in. You can see a 55-year-old man and a 55-year-old woman apply for a, a, a job, and somehow that man will come across in that interview as being much more competent than a woman. It's oh. more gender I see way more gender bias, Maureen, than I see age bias. But then you add the two together and that's a powerful one-two punch, man, yeah. right there. Gender and yeah. ageism, like, yeah. I mean, I, I already, it's like, you might think this is absurd and that's fine. And I'm, I'm happy to be told I'm absurd at any point. Um, but I have already started thinking about taking, like, Botoxing my resume, Botoxing my LinkedIn. I actually dropped my college graduation gra- dates. I've thought about actually dropping certain experience, which actually makes me really sad. I'm like, why would I want to take this uh, all of which is I did this like, a long time ago. You did. So tell me about tell me about that. Tell me about the interest in doing that. Why you did that? That's that would be interesting to me. It, you know what it is. You know exactly the reasons. It's exactly the same reasons. You know um, as well as I do that a hiring manager. First of all, in tech, there's two. This is a, a different bias. There's a bias towards older workers because they seem to be if they're not technology technologically native. It's yep. being technologically Digital native. native. Yep. And I've seen this over and over and over again. And I've seen this with my peers, especially because we grew up before there was MTV, right? right. We grew up before then. Yep. And I've seen this with my peers. They don't learn the systems and it's more on them than anything in the world. Yeah. It's like, you can't, don't get on a call and tell a recruiter that their CRM is broken. Don't say Salesforce doesn't work. <laughs> That's awesome. Don't be a dumbass. Yeah, no. It's right? a lot of it is common sense. like Right, but upskill yourself. Stay present. Stay yep. present in that technology. That's the most important thing. And there's a the, the bias is towards the people that aren't going to have those struggles. 
Right, right. And so I Botoxed my resume to cover for that. I can, I can run circles around Salesforce. I can do, you know, I can blah, 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 blah. Do I know Tableau? No. Am I going to take the time to learn it? Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> if you had to, you would. That's the thing. Like, but you have the confidence that if it were an integral, an integral part of your job, you would figure it out. You would take the time and make the, make the most of that. Right. But yeah, you have other class. assets, you have other values that you bring to a company and Tableau, it, it just ain't one of them. If it needed to be, you'd go figure it out. Right. Right. Well, I'm taking it in a class next week. So there you go. Look at but if I have to, I will. Right. But like that, I would say that is the bit, the, the bigger thing is to make sure your skills are present. Yeah. Yeah. Timely to now. Right. Like, you can't, like I just look at some of my friends and I'm like, did you tell them about your Rolodex? <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe I got 1500 contacts on my Rolodex. It's like, come on. Like that's on you. Yeah. That's on you. Totally. I, right. So just that's that's why I Botox my resume. Yeah. To make sure that you know, people I wouldn't think you have to you into that. that. There's another thing that I see uh, that you can have a 30 year old director that's a woman, and you can have a 50 year old director that's a woman. And somehow the only way the SVPs can hear you is if they want to sleep with you. Oh God. <laughs> That is right? so disturbing. So the, the attractive woman gets the airtime and gets this. You can you can literally be in a room and say the same freaking things, and they somehow don't hear you. They just hear, they hear that, the, cute, the younger person. The I honestly really, I, I haven't felt it on the age side as much as I have on the gender side, okay. but there is a place where... There is a place where they both work together. Where if you have the powers that be that happen to be male and heterosexual, that can really be something that can can be working against you as you're an older woman versus like being, yeah, yeah, I could see that. In hiring, hiring promotions, like all of those things. So you've seen, so tell me a little bit about that. You've seen hiring practices and promotions that have been unfair and discriminatory <laughs> tell, tell me about that you don't have to tell me where or anything i'm just curious like if you can every imply- single place i've ever worked i've seen women who have not had the right skill set get hired for jobs that they were in way over their head interesting and you believe based that- on their appearance appearance. every single place i have ever worked categorically across the board every single place categorically across the across board, the board who come in to these roles. When there's no diversity in the senior leadership team as far as gender. I have categorically seen that across the board. Everywhere I have ever worked. Everywhere I've ever worked. And you see these women who are younger getting hired over more experienced women who happen to be not necessarily as youthful in appearance or as pretty, perhaps. Just, right. Wow. Especially if it's a male, if it's a male hiring manager. I've seen that. I can't even tell you how many times I've seen that. I can't even count them anymore. That's so disturbing. Have you ever been in a position to, to put that out there into the, into the universe? Have you ever been able to say, Hey, what the heck? You're not going to hire Kathy. Who's 20 years older. You're hiring this, this lady with less experience. Like, have you ever been able to say that? (laughs) Have you called them out? What have they done? Well, so at the senior levels, hiring is by committee. Oh Yeah. So you get to, you get a chance to intercede and and what I had uh, at, at the company I'm at now um, a really great advocate in a coworker um, and um, she was pretty fantastic and she would just she would like I was interviewing with a guy my same age as me 
And they were all like, well, we can't, you know, we, we're going to hire him, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, 25 times more qualified than that guy. What are you doing? Right. She just called it out. And she was a really good advocate for that. And I've seen that um, play out a couple of times here in other, uh, in other, in other areas where I've just, I've just been like, you know, you cannot come over into my department and recruit people out without talking to me. Yeah. That's absurd. Like your department. Just because you're a guy. Wow. Right. So like, I, I, and there's, there's lots of places where I've been able to step in and, and actually say something, but you have to understand that I grew up places or sometimes you're successful about half the time. Okay. You're like, but you have to come out of years older should be hired here. And here's why do you ever just like blatantly say, are you trying to hire her because she's adorable or something? (laughs) Like, what? That'll get you nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was figuring. I just wondered what kind of relationship you had with those people. If you could actually have a business, you got to have a business case. You can't just say, do you know what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) because you zipped up your pants it doesn't mean you lost oxygen to your brain come on i love it i love it I, don't you wish you could just sometimes just come right out with it and be like all right let's call a spade a spade here buddy like i know why you want to hire her we all know why you want to hire her all right we all got it <laughs> yeah we all understand the allure okay but kathy here she's the winner yeah so i have i categorically seen that just across the board and, and that's changing as more and more women are moving into managerial roles. God. Yeah. So that, that has changed, but you have to remember Marie and I grew up in such a time where um, sexual harassment at the workplace wasn't against the law. It was a given. It was a given. It, it was, was literally a given. Like you would not believe some of the shit we went through. <laughs> I can only imagine. And like, I have to tip my hat so much to people who dealt with it first and like made it not okay. Cause it's such bullshit. And yeah. Like your skirt's too short. Oh Lord. That happened to me once. Oh, it was God. above my knee. It was above they, my knee. They got the ruler out on you. They took the they ruler just, out. No, they just call, called me in and told me. And you know, I was 19 years old. I'm like, come on. Good God. I, I had the guy tell me, one guy tell me that I looked good in those leggings. Oh Lord. Oh, and I should wear them again. He was married. So that was fun. That's I mean, I, you know, I've nice. seen every single version you can imagine. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So push back against it a bunch or, or just take it. Right. Like, yeah, you, you, you generally take it and leave because you've got an HR. They just fire you for it. Oh, yeah, I, just fire you. There was a turning point for me where I just made a decision where I'm not just not taking it anymore. It's just like, it's like, no, I'm just going to say it like, no, yeah. that's not okay. And you can't say that and don't say it again in my presence. I, I do get the sense that this like specific issue of ageism is far worse for women than it is for men um, it is that the gray hair is seen as something that you know provides gravitas and adds a certain layer of um you know authority almost as as a male but as a woman you're getting like fired right or, or you're getting pushed aside or cast you're just invisible it oh. it's really hits you at about 45 yeah tell me about that tell me tell oh, me about Mar- what, tell me about my future uh, as being a young woman, there's a certain power that you just intrinsically have mm-hmm. over men. Yeah. And you can feel it and you know it. You know exactly what that is. Yep. That is going to go away. We trade on it. it. We right? admit it. Because we, we have to. We have to. have to. Totally. Agree. Right. That is going to go away. Yep. And it's going to have to be replaced with just solid, solid yeah. go at it skills. Yeah. 
And men yeah. have no such transition that's needed. Yeah, and men so don't have fun. to make that transition. Yeah, it's just it's and it's it's slow. It's a really slow. Like Ugh. it's it's um. How do you describe it? It's like. It, like in the movies when they when they show somebody turning into an invisible oh god that is so depressing that's what it feels like though it feel, that's oh, what it feels god. like and so if you don't you know you, if you don't have the right you you have to have the communication skills at the top track and the executive function skills yep, to, yep. to 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 compensate that. you have to circumvent that um wow but yeah no you're right as as i continue to gain skills and experience like thank God, because like you said, it's the rest of the stuff is going to come crashing down. Maybe not all at once, but like, it's going to be a steady slide down, right? Yeah. And do what we want with Botox or whatever. It's still coming. And uh, there ain't much we can do about it. What I'm worried about is getting to, you know, 10 years from now, right? Like, I'm not necessarily worried about how I'm going to do in the immediate near term. But I'm starting to wonder, will I be able to find a job in 15 years? Like, is this going to be okay? Or is this going to have taken a nosedive? Like, are the, the sort of the, the intense, like, absurdity with the obsession of youth and, like, all of the emphasis on these, <laughs> these people who are, you know, the next Mark Zuckerberg, like, all of that, that focus, is that going to be a thing still? Like, or are we all, who are my age and older, like, are we going to be fine? Like, these are just questions I have. You want to know what I think? I think it might be interesting to find out how many of, uh, especially in marketing roles and, and partnership roles, what the mid-level to senior level management tier looks like from a gender basis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, right? uh, if it's 80%, if it's 80% men, it's going to have a ageism bias for women like there's no tomorrow. Because you know who doesn't give a shit how old you are? A, a CEO of the office or a of a company that's a woman doesn't care how old you are. She cares whether or not you can get the job done. If it's yeah. a man, there's going to be some other shit in there. <laughs> right? And, and that's the thing. I mean, it is prevalent that they're, they are male in most of those positions. And I think that would be true in a lot of the go-to-market organization structures out there, right? I think that you would probably find somewhere around 70 plus in terms of, of men at the top versus women, right? So Yeah. And my chief revenue officer, my, the company I'm at now, he's gone. He got fired. But I mean, he called me mouthy. He called you mouthy? He's like, you're mouthy. And I'm like, oh my God. I just, it's... you're a douche. So I guess we've yeah. got some work to do. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, you know, there is definitely gendered ageism out there. I mean, there have been studies on it. I mean, I, I know, especially in media, it's been a huge problem, right? That, you know, the love interest of, you know, so-and-so who's 60 can't be more than 30 in these movies. It's just like a joke, right? Um, and so it, it's certainly a thing. And when I consider, especially in go-to-market, you're working in partnerships, you're working in marketing, you're working in sales. I think about down the line, as I age, are they going to hire me with the higher healthcare premiums, the more intense salary, so on and so forth? Yes, more experience. Or they're going to hire the cute 30-year-old girl, right? Like, I have a hard time conceiving how I'm going to win that battle, right? And that's the kind oh. of Me, they're gonna do both, they're gonna do both, right? Some will do some of that, some will do some of that crap, and some will do some of the other crap. But you are going to be this is my read on it, you're gonna be just fine. You're 15 years away from where I am right now, and I had to claw and scratch to get here, but the doors are opening and it's getting a lot easier. That's Um, great. 
and you don't foresee that being an issue for you as you continue to get older. You don't, you're not. Oh, I don't think, I don't think that I'm going to be able to knock on a door at 70 years old and ask for half a million dollars a year in salary. And they're going to be going, you know what, granny, that's a good idea. (laughs) If, if that ever happens, can you please bring me with you? Cause I want to work there. So in the very early days of the tech industry, it was all about, oh my God, it's new, it's shiny. Let's give them a whole bunch of money. It's so groovy. It's so cool. And now it's actually like, about, yeah, now it's more a little bit about product market fit and there might actually be some financials behind it. It's, it's, it's vaporware. The pro- yeah. There is no product. Vaporware. We've all worked at those companies it's where cool. you find out there's no product yeah. and you're mm-hmm. like, huh, you yeah. just took how many million in funding? It's stunning to me. And the yeah. fact that, primarily men get the opportunity to fund their dreams in that way when it's really just like, like you said, vaporware or a thought, right? It's, it's frustrating that there isn't more equity in terms of the funding. In the world. Let's dig into that just a little bit, because this has been, there, there's something that I had a direct report that she said, she said this to me one time, she goes, you know what, men get hired for their potential and women get hired for what they've done. I think that's uh, pretty accurate from what yeah, I see. Yeah, I do too. And, women and I, it took me a while to really... Yeah. And it took me a really long time to like put my arms around that and go, you know what? She's right. She's right. I a hundred percent agree with that. I've seen it borne out time and time again. And I know mm-hmm. I myself have self-edited and not actually gone for things because I didn't think I had enough experience or, you know, hadn't quite reached the pinnacle of whatever, you know, arbitrary thought leader level or expert level, if you will, in order to put my put my name out there. And I just feel like it's it's most often the case that men don't necessarily have that own constraint. They, they are able to put themselves out there and take a risk in a way that women are a little bit more reluctant to do. And we are our own worst enemies in that regard, right? So I keep on trying to push myself to do things before I'm ready. And there's no reason that like Joe down, Joe Blow down, you know, the cubicle row, which of course is like a hallmark of yesteryear now, but like down the row is like more capable than you are. And he would step up to the plate to try to take something on that was new, don't edit yourself, right? Like, just give yourself that shot. Ask. Ask, because if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Always no. Every single time. Mm-hmm. And women women are so people-pleasing by nature. We, it's been drilled into us for so long. We want to be likable. We want to be everyone's friend. We want to be, you know, the caregiver, the nurturer. And it's just, I think that's what keeps us from from taking that step forward. We're, we're too afraid to, to be labeled pushy or, or other other unsavory titles, right? So it's just, but I think we really need to keep on pushing against that. And the whole thing, I could go down a rabbit hole for hours about how much it annoys me and how frustrated I am that that's the status quo. But I do think that there's much more of a focus on it and a spotlight on shifting that narrative and shifting that sort of way of uh, just being more risk risk friendly and, and just taking taking a step out on a limb more and more, right? So I agree. And I think that it's important when you're doing this to surround yourself with the people that have done it before. 100%. Right? Um, you're only going to be yeah. as good as the people that are holding you up. Yep. Right. So realize that frequently, often, and take take advantage of that network as often and as frequently as you can and surround yourself with the right people. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't yeah. agree more. And like so we're, important. we're riding on the coattails of people who've done it before us, right? And like we mm-hmm. have to always always leverage the expertise that they have gleaned from all those years of actually going out there and doing it and being on the forefront. And hopefully we'll be, you know, able to 
do even more for the people behind us, right? So I, I'm always thinking about that too. It's like, maybe I'm not obsessed with particularly what I'm doing at one given time or another career-wise, but I think to myself, okay, well, there's so few men in this, or excuse me, there's so few women in this arena. Like if I don't keep on driving and keep on going, I'm making it harder for the people behind me. I do, I do sometimes think about that in a way that I hope is healthy, but sometimes think maybe isn't because it should also be about like agency and like my own choices in life, right? Like, do I really want this or am I doing this because like, I feel like I have to, you know? It's, it's yeah, a, yeah. Sometimes it's okay to do something just because you think you have to, I think. Yeah. And I think there's always a, le- there's even in the most craptastic company, there is a lesson to be learned and a takeaway that That's, you're going to get. That right? is such a good tidbit. In the most craptastic company, there's something to be learned. You're right. And I think it's really super important that you, you recognize that even the worst things are opportunities sometimes. And you're always building something from that experience. Sometimes the, the best experience is knowing who to avoid. <laughs> That's so true. Knowing what you don't want to do is just as important as what you want to do. And yeah, I've been collecting. Make it crystal clear. Yes, exactly. It can help direct you. It's like a new path opens up in front of you when when you walk away from some of those craptastic companies, right? And I just I feel grateful for knowing what I don't want next time, right? Like that's that's mm-hmm. really important too. So like just really um, being able to look at something and go, nope. Yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, some people will reach out now and I'm like, okay, I see this red flag, that red flag. Nope, absolutely. Thank you so much for your offer, but I'm out. Yeah. I'm just curious your perspective, what you've seen uh, in terms of ageism in the workplace and if it's been different from a larger corporation versus a startup. It's two things. Those are two different things. Um, I don't see, here's what I'll say. Um, you get what you pay for. Okay right? You get what you pay for. You can bring in your 31-year-old senior vice president of marketing and mm-hmm. pay them $80,000 a year. Yeah, you absolutely can do That's that. That's a choice. That's an option. <laughs> Enjoy your choice. <laughs> I will be here in six to eight months when you're ready to make a decision. That's <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And is that a situation that's actually befallen you? Like, have you been up for something and then you've seen that they've hired someone like markedly younger with less experience than you? Yeah, haven't you? Not yet. It's coming. I'm it's sure. coming in hot. Well, oh, yeah. And, and there'll, there'll be somebody that will come in and say all of the right words and say all of the right things and have all of the right KPIs that they read in their MBA book, right? <laughs> they'll have all of the right, they'll say all of the right things, but when push comes to shove, they will not be able to show it on paper and CEOs don't almost give a shit because they don't even know how to dig into marketing. They don't understand it. Marketing mm-hmm. is the worst because everyone thinks they're better at it than you. Yep. And you're the one that's doing it for 20 years. They're like, you know what? It would be a really great idea if we handed out slugs of ammunition at that trade show. You're right. Nobody wants to be on the firing line. That's a great promo. That's absolutely amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Like everybody's better at it than us, but they're not. Well, and I think the other thing is particularly what I've observed is when you have a really young, unseasoned CEO who is the founder often, right? They they think that they understand everything, but in fact, they actually understand very little and they think that they can just go out and make whatever decisions and that everything's going to fall into place. But they have a fundamental lack of understanding of the of the real tenets of marketing or sales or partnerships or, or any of that sort of more go to market side of the business. Like, you know, people should buy this, you know, without having salespeople, like they don't (laughs) value sales. They don't understand it. It's, it's completely Greek to them. Right. So that's what I've 
encountered as well, which has been incredibly difficult. So you find people who are like that and then they don't understand why you would command a, a salary or, you know, that you do have a certain level of expertise. They don't want to actually take your feedback or your guidance. It's, it's a wild scenario. Uh, but yeah, so well, I was replaced for that very reason. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. And it was it, it was because uh, <laughs> thank you for the thirteen thousand dollar a year marketing budget. I really appreciate that. You have a twenty percent churn rate every month, which means you're losing two hundred and forty percent of your customers a year. Oh and you're God. giving me thirteen thousand dollars to, to acquire them? new customers at a customer acquisition cost of twenty five hundred dollars a customer. That is just ludicrous. You're going to fail. Yes. And you just told the venture capitalist at that you didn't think an 85 or an 80% retention rate was bad. Oh my gosh. So when they just laughed us out the door, that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why. And yeah. you think, I would think that a founder CEO might be a little bit better with math personally, but perhaps not, I guess. When your marketing person just told you that on the walk to the and you ignored it. That's grand. This is what I mean. You get what you pay for. Yeah, what you pay for. Right. And what you listen to. If you hire for the expertise, take it. Yep. Yep. Right. I and they just agree they more. Just, the CEOs, man, they just know. We just know how to do it. I know they just know how to do everything. They can do everyone's job for them better than you can. Why are you even here? They get rid of the $180,000 employee and hire three $60,000 employees yep. when the $180,000 employee was basically doing three jobs anyway. They just don't exactly. get it. Yes. They just don't get it. They it's don't just a numbers game. It's and they, they, they're going to miss out on the strategy. It's what's going to happen. A hundred percent. Even the worst CEO in the world is going to eventually get that you get what you pay for. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is actually in the positive column because that means that yeah. we still have a chance. They we will. I mean, they're going to eventually get it. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I think, like everybody in the world gets that you get what you pay for at some yes. point in time. Yes. Right. Cool. I mean. We've all seen that play out in various elements of our yeah. life. Right? In a million different ways, right? It's like, you get, you're, you're going to figure this out yeah. sooner or later. Like you can do your own home, do it yourself uh -huh. project. But we'll see three times. For you. Yeah. you can do it three times for $20,000 each time, or you can do it one time for $40,000 once. You let me know yeah. which one works for you. <laughs> so, so true. I love that. I love that. Well, what I was going to ask you is like, if you ever think about your age as you're looking for jobs or as you're inside an organization, is, is your age ever at the forefront of your mind? If so, why? I don't give a shit anymore. That's awesome. I love that you don't give a shit anymore. That's great. <laughs> Did you? That's, what happens that's when you get old enough, you just don't give a fuck. I mean, that's what I have loved personally about aging is I give fewer and fewer fucks every single year that I go on. Right. And now I'm just like, Grateful to be here. Every single year I get is a blessing. It's a privilege to continue to breathe air and be here with, with our fellow humans. Sometimes it's not so great. The last three years have been like a little grim, but like, you know what I mean? It's just, you, you just don't care as much anymore. It's awesome. It's like here you get to this, this is kind of the spot you get to. It's like, do I need to be, do I need to have this title? Is the title validating me? I don't know if it is. And if somebody doesn't see the value behind having me here, I'll go send emails somewhere else. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I think I, I, I don't worry so much. I don't worry about the ageism anymore. Okay. So I just don't. It's like, I have the expertise. I have the value. If you don't see it, that's your problem, not mine. I love that's that. Sort so of just don't... having too much in my plate anyway. 
that's that's really awesome okay so that that is positive and i i wonder actually how much of this really is mindset right like if you don't think it's a problem then it isn't right versus manifesting it into a problem right and, and so i i think it's it's really cool to hear that you have that mentality where you're just like fuck it like i know what i'm valued at i know why people should hire me if they don't want to that's on them what idiots like i love i love that perspective there is ageism in tech i'm not going to deny that but it depends on the role because at the right companies and for the right people, they'll want your experience because right. they'll need it. They yep, yep. need it. They yep. absolutely need it and they will pay for that expertise. That is, that's good. That's good advice. And that's what, you know, I want to continue bringing to the front is like people, there are companies that exist that actually value expertise and experience and will pay you for it. There's a, a lot more of a shifting mindset and, and a bigger move towards like, let's have inclusivity for all, regardless of you know age, regardless of shape, regardless of you know sexual preference, identity, what whatever, right? And, and that's, that's coming about. And I've found that really gratifying to see in society at large, but um, I've just wondered, you know, about tech specifically and what they're doing to advance the causes of people who are A, female and B, of a certain age, right? And um, so far, I don't see much out there. And so I'm hoping that it's not necessary, but I, I sense that it will be, right? Like a- Well, what do they call it when everything is the same? Homogeneity. Oh, hom homogeneity. Homogeneity. Wow. Yeah, that's you the know. word. Homogeneity. So if you don't have that- Yeah. You're not going to have innovation. Right, right. You need to have uh, a lot of difference right out there. Like diversity, th there have been many studies that have borne out that the, the results of a diverse team, the output is better than if it's a yeah. homogenous team. So that's what will change the game. I, I do sense that, um, you know, some of this will be righted when you have the right leadership in place. And when more women are actually founding companies and building companies and rising to the top, I'm hopeful that this will start to even out a bit. I think you're going to be okay. I, I think it's going to. I think by the time you get to where I am, I think you'll be fine. Okay. I, I think that I think the dynamic across the top layer of senior management has has changed drastically, especially in the last five to ten years. Yeah. I think you see. I think you see more women in those roles. I think you're seeing more minorities in those roles, mm -hmm. and I think that is a very very good thing, especially for the next generation that's coming up into those senior leadership roles. I.e., you guys. It's all going to depend. It's all going to depend a little bit. It's all going to depend on that patriarchal component of our society. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hopeful that that can continue to be chipped away at. And yeah, I mean, because we, we can't really rely on social security anymore and pensions are a thing of the past. And it's just, I start thinking about the lifespan, human longevity and, and all of the advancements that have been made. I'm like, fuck, I'm never, like, who's going to be able to retire? Like, when? Right. Wow. And so that that joke you made about, like, being a grandma asking for 500K at the door, like, well, we might not be asking or able to get 500K, but we might very well still be pounding on the door asking for a job at 70. I'll be, I'll be, but I'll, you know what I would do? I'd have my daughter sit on the call and I would just, <laughs> <laughs> and we have a, AI that'll do the voice. Like, yeah, make, oh, you know what? Move. That's right. We can have like an automaton, like uh, our, yeah. our own little metaverse person that we can make like look super young. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. A Botox like, avatar. And they're like, how did you get 50 years of marketing experience? You, like <laughs> you look like a literal child. Oh my God. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That could be the future. Maybe that's what we need to build for people. 
That's what, just complete autonomy. Yeah, around age. That's what we should do. Yeah. That's, that's our million dollar idea. Yeah. Avatars. Yeah. <laughs> Avatars. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today at It Gets Late Early. I hope this episode was insightful and entertaining. Now, before you go, if you're old and work in tech, just like me, I have something really cool for you. We're putting together a job board specifically for seasoned tech workers, where we'll curate the best opportunities for experienced tech talent. If you want a place to look for work where you can trust there won't be so much bias in the hiring process, go to itgetsleteearly.com and sign up so you'll be the first to know when we launch it. Thanks and see you next time.